Shalom to all. Today's office is Mordechai and Daftezayin. We are starting four lines from the top, the third word on the line. And today's office is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Maisha, Herna, Shalom, Shadav, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Rivka, Basar, Meir, Zev, Herna, Shalom, Shadav, Now we are discussing someone in Nidoi. So in this Gemara, we're going to see if there's a distinction between Nidoi and a more severe type of excommunication called Cherem. And the overall terminology is called Shamta. So as a preliminary to that, the Gemara tells us, Amarava, Minal and Demishadrinal, Shlichad, Beidinum, Zamnino, Leiladino. How do we know that Bezin is allowed to send a Shlich and they're allowed to summon someone to a Dintaira? They're allowed to send for the person to come and they don't have to go themselves. The Dayanim don't have to go to this person themselves and tell him to come to Bezdin. The Pasuk says, The Maisha called Dasan Aviram, the sons of Eliyav, Maisha sent for, he sent messengers to call Dasan Aviram, and this is the whole story of Kairach. And a similar Joshua, how do we know that we're going to invite them to the entire world that summons them? The Pasuk says, You and everyone with you. We continue, How do we know that when they're being summoned to Bezdin, we have to say they're being called in front of a great person, meaning the Dayan is a great person. It says over here, Lifnei Hashem, it's in front of Hashem. He was the dying in that case. How do you know that when we're calling them to Bezin, we have to say, Atu Palanyo, you and the other person, meaning you are one litigant and there's another litigant and his name is so and so? The Pasuk says, Atavahim, you and them, the Aaron, and Aaron is also going to be there. The Kavin and Zimna, how do we know that we have to set a time for them to come? The Chsivit says in the Pasuk, Machar, Mashabainu told them to come tomorrow. Zimna Basar Zimna, how do we know if they missed the first time, we have to set a second time for them to come? The the Pasuk says, Karusham, they called out a Sham, an excommunication, a ban, on whom? On Paramel Empire the king of Mitzrayim, Sha'in Hever Hamayid, because he let the time go by, he was called to do battle with Nebuchadnezzar and he didn't come, so they excommunikated Parai. And when all the Mispaka Bishlich the Beidina, how do we know if the person who was being called to Bezdin, he degraded the Shlech of Bezdin, Vasiva Amar, and then the Shlech of Bezdin came back to Bezdin to say that he was degraded, Lemis Chazi Klishna Bisha, that's not considered Lush and Hara, that's not like he's speaking negatively about the person who degraded him. The Chsev says in the Pasa, Koena and Ashmohim Tanakir, when these Shlucham of Bezdin came back to Mashar Benu and they reported what Dasan Aviram said, they said, you know what he told us? He said, even if you're going to gouge these men's eyes out, referring to themselves. Even if you're going to gouge our eyes out, we're not going to come to Bezdin. And we see that it was no problem that they told this to Maish Rabbeinu. And how do we know we're going to put him in Shamta, we're going to put him in excommunication if he doesn't listen? The Pasuk says, Ayru may rise, curse may rise. So this is referring to when Bark and Dvira went to fight Sisra, and they called may rise to come and fight, but he didn't join. And we're going to learn a little bit later who may rise is. And how do we know that when this person is put into Shamta, the Hachi Svar, the Gavir you have to say, this is the decision of a great man. The Shleich of Bezdin can't just go to him and say, by the way, you're in Cherem. He actually has to say, this is from a great man, this is from the Dayan, this is from the Gadol, the Chsiv the Pasuk says, Amar Malach Hashem. And Amunal de Machmerina, how do we know they were allowed to put him into a very strong Cherem? The Chsiv the Pasuk says, Ayru Arur. And how do we know the Achavashasi Badev, Akaiba Arba Amasidei, if a person eats and drinks with someone who's in Cherem or he stays within his Dalad Amasid, that's not a good thing? The Chsiv it says in the Pasuk, Yashveha, those that are around him, referring to Meiraz. And Amunal de Partina Chatoi Betzibura, how do we know they were going to publicly specify what his sin was? The Chsiv the Pasuk says, Kiloi Vol Azuz Hashem, because they didn't come to the help of Hashem. Ava Amar Ula, Ula says, Ba'arba Meis Shipuri Shamta Bark Lameiraz, when Bark put a Shamta on Meiraz, there was 400 shifers that were blown, so everyone knew about it. And now we discuss who may rise is. Ikadami, some say Gavarabahava, he was a great person, he just didn't come to their help. Vikadami, some say Kachavahava, it was actually a star, it was the mazel of Sisra. Shemar the Pasuk says, So there was even mazalis, there was even stars fighting in Shemaim, and that star was put into Cherem, that mazel was put into Cherem. And now we ask, How do we know the Bezin has the ability to make a person's possessions ownerless if he doesn't listen to Bezin? The Chsivit says in the Pasuk, and this is referring to Ezra's instruction to those that left Bavel first back to Israel, and sadly many of them had married non Jewish women in Bavel, and now we instructed them what to do about it. And he had said that everyone has to gather together, and his instructions were anyone who doesn't come in this three-day time period, like the ministers and the Zakanim said, all of his possessions are going to be confiscated, and he's going to be separated, meaning he's going to be kicked out from those that came up from Galos. And how do you know that we can argue with him and curse him and hit him and pull out his hair and make him swear that he's not going to do this bad thing again? They'll say the Pasuk says, and I fought with them, and I cursed them, 
and I even struck some of them, and I pulled out their hair, and I made them swear they're not going to do it again. This is Nehemiah stating what he did to those who still remain married to their non-Jewish wives. And Imran the Kaftin and had to know that we could bind their hands and feet together, and tie them to a pole to give them makis, and we could do hardafa. The Chesavit says in the Pasuk that when the king of Persia gave Ezra power over those in Eretz Yisrael, he delineated what was included in that power, and he said, Hain Lamos, whether you have to kill them, Hain Lashrushe, whether to uproot them, Hain Lanish Nechasim Asur, and whether you're going to punish them with loss of property or jail. Now we just ask on this Pasuk, Ma'al Shirushe, what does that mean, Lashrushe, to uproot them? So Amar Adamari, Amar Nechami Barbaruch, Amar Avchia Baravin, Amar Av Yehuda, Hardafa, that's Hardafa. So now we've had Hardafa twice already, we still don't know what it means. So now the Gemara asks, My Hardafa, what exactly is this Hardafa? So Amar Av Yehuda, Breder of Shmuel Bar Shilas, Mishmei the Rav, Menadon Laalter, we're going to put him into Nidoi right away. Veshainin Laachar Shloishim, and after 30 days, if he doesn't do Chuvah, then we put him into another set of 30 day Nidoi. And after 60 days, we're going to put him into Cherim, which is much more strict than Nidoi. And I'm going to learn from Rav Chinnah and Rav This Rav Chizah says that actually it's much more strict than that. Masrin Beisheni, we're going to warn him on Monday. That's when Bezin always convenes. So we're going to warn him on Monday, and we're going to put him into Nidoi then. If he doesn't listen, then Mechamishi on Thursday, we're once again going to put him into Nidoi. And if he doesn't listen by then, then Vesheni, that second Monday, we're going to put him into Cherim. And Hanimil Minor. That's only if it's talking about a case of monetary judgment. If he doesn't listen to Bezin, he doesn't pay what he's supposed to. So then this is what happens. Avolaf Kirusa. However, if he degrades a Talmud Chacham Alter, then he gets put into Cherim right away. Now we have a story about this. There was a butcher that degraded Rav Tuv Ramasna. Imnu Aleya Bai Verava Bai and Rava were appointed over this case for Shamtu, and they put him to Shamta. The Saif Azul Pais the Baldine. At the end, he was Mephias's Baldin, meaning he was Mephias Rav Tuv Ramasna. So Amar Abai Abai was wondering, Hey Chaliavid, what are we supposed to do? Lish relay, should we release him from this Nidoi Loichal Shamta Leitlas in Yemen? But he hasn't been in Shamta for thirty days. Loilish relay, should we not release him? But Kabar Rabban Lameil, they have to go to him. He's a butcher, and they need meat from him. So Amar Leil Rav Idibar Aven Abai asked Rav Idibar Aven, Midi Shmiel Chabaha, have you ever heard anything about this case? So Amar Leil Rav Idibar Aven told him, Hachi Amar After Chalifa Bar. This was said in the name of Shmuel. Tut asar v'tut shari. So tut over here literally means a toot, T-O-O-T, meaning the blowing of the shayfer put him into shamta, so you can just blow the shayfer and take him out of shamta, and there's no problem. So Armelehi responded, Hanimila That's only when we're talking about a monetary case of Kirusa. However, when someone degrades a Talmud Chacham, Adichayli Shamta Leitlas in Yemen, it has to be that he's in shamta for a minimum of thirty days. So we don't necessarily have an answer to this question. But either which way, we learn halacha out of this. Amakasavra Abai, we see that Abai holds Hanibay Tlasu Shamisu. If we have three people to put someone into shamta, Three other people can't come and take him out of that shamta because clearly Abai himself, who's one of the Dayanim that put him into shamta, was trying to get him out of it. And Abai didn't just say, okay, three other people could just take him out of that shamta. And actually, this is a question. They had this following question. If we have three people that put someone into shamta, could three other people come and take him out of that? Tashma, we have a bride, so it says, If someone is Menuda, he was put into Nidoi by the Rav, by the Rebbe, so then he has to be treated by all the Talmidim like he's a Nidoi. But If all the Talmidim put a different Talmud into Nidoi, so the Rav doesn't have to follow that. The Rebbe, he doesn't have to follow that Nidoi. If a person was put into Nidoi by his city, so then another city has to follow that as well. However, if a different city put this person who is from a totally different city into Nidoi, so the people of his city don't have to follow that ban. If the Nasi put someone into Nidoi, so then everyone has to follow that. However, if someone in Klai Yisrael put someone else into Nidoi, so the Nasi doesn't have to follow that. He says, Let's say one of the Talmidim put someone else into Nidoi, and then that Talmud who put that other person into Nidoi died. So Chelka Enemufar, his part of the Nidoi is not undone, meaning he died, and now he's unable to undo that Nidoi because he's already dead. And Shmami Natlas, we learn three things from here. Shmami first of all, we learn Talmud Shenidoi Nidoi of Nidoi. That a Talmud that puts someone else into Nidoi because of his own covet, that's still considered a Nidoi, and you have to follow that. Shmami we also learn from here, call Echad Echad Mefer Chelkai, that every single person he's Mefer, he releases his own part of the Nidoi. So if we had three people that were Menadas, someone else, they put someone else into Nidoi. So we need all three of those people to join in releasing him from it. And if one of those people is not there, so then we're not able to release him from his nidui. Which, Mami, no, we also learn from here, if we have three people, the Shamisu, that 
they put someone into Shamta, Loy Asu Tlas three other people can't come and release him from it. Now Amr Amemar, Amemar says that actually Hilchasad Allah is Hani Beitlas the Shamisu, three people to put someone else into Khairim, Asu Beitlas Akhwin Vasharule, three other people could come and release that person from his Nidoi. Amr Rabash Lamemar, Rabash Yasta Memor of Hatani, we just had this brass that told us from Shimagamil, Amr Shimagamil says, Echarunatamidam Shinido, if one of Tamidam put someone else in Nidoi, Umes, and then he died, Helke and Mufar, so his part isn't Mufar, which means we need the same three people that put that person into Nidoi to remove it. My love in Mufar Kal, doesn't that mean that we're not able to release it at all because now that person's dead? So we say, no, Loy Ad. So we say, Loy, that's not so. Ad It just means we have to have three other people come to release that Nidoi. Now we continue talking about Nidoi. Tan Rabbanon, in Nidoi Pachas Milam and Yam, Nidoi means 30 days. You have to be in Nidoi for 30 days. Vein Nazifa Pachas Mizayan Yamim. Nazifa means seven days. Nazifa means rebuke, literally. Nazifa is not something that Bezdin places upon a person. It's something that a person takes upon himself because of an action that he did. Now, if Afal Bishain Raya Ladavar, even though we don't have a Raya that Nazifa is seven days, Zeich Ladavar, we have some sort of hint to it in the Pasuk Shnemer. The Pasuk says, after Miriam got Saras and she was sent out of camp for seven days, Hashem told Yamim. if her father would have spit in her face, wouldn't she be embarrassed for seven days? So you see that when a person is under rebuke, so that's a seven-day period. Now, Amr of Chizr, Chizr says, Nidoi Shalanu, our Nidoi in Bavil, Knezifa Shalahen, that's like the Nizifa of Eretz Yisrael, and Nizifa did who? Nizifa of Eretz Yisrael, Shiva, that's seven days long, which means that Nidoi of Chutzla, Eretz, the Nidoi of Bavil is seven days. The Gemara says, Sula is a Nizifa of Eretz Yisrael, really only seven days? For Rabshin by Rabbi Bar Kapar, Havyasiv Kagarsi, Rabshin by Rabbi and Bar Kapar was sitting and learning, Kashil Hushmaitza, they had a problem with their learning. Amrli Rabshim Bar Kapar, Rabshim told Bar Kapar, Tavrza Tsarach Rebbe, this thing needs Rebbe, which means we need to have a Rebbe explain it to us. And the way he was also talking about his father, who was called Rebbe, Amrli Bar Kapar, Rabshim Bar Kapar told Rabshim, My Rebbe, I remember Tavrza, what Rebbe can say anything about this? Meaning there's no Rebbe in the world that can answer our problem. So also Amrli Lavua, Rabshim went and told his father what happened. He wasn't tattling on Bar Kapar, saying, Oh, see, this is what Bar Kapar said about you. He was just simply saying it, Messiah Chafi Tumai. He was just saying, Hey, we were learning, and he had mentioned that no one's able to answer our question. It's such a hard question. But either which way, Ikpid, Rebbe had got upset about that. And also Bar Kapar Bar Kapar came to visit Rebbe because Rebbe had a lot of Yisroom, so he came to visit him. And Amrle, he told him, Bar Kapara, I don't know you, Bar Kapara. He was clearly displeased with him. So Bar Kapara realized that he took it to heart, and Nagni Yemen, he treated himself with Nazifos for 30 days. And another proof that Nazifa Vert Yisrael is more than seven days. Rebbe made a gzair that you're not allowed to teach Talmidim out in the marketplace. It has to be done in the base Medrash. My darsh, what did he darshin? So the Pusk in Shirim says, that your hidden thighs are like jewels. My Yerch Maseser, just like a thigh is hidden, Tazayinam and Bezal Atab, Avdivritari Maseser, so to Divritari, they have to be taught in private, and they're not allowed to be taught out in the public, out in the marketplace. Yatsur Rebbe Chia, Rebbe Chia went out, Vishanal Shnei Bnei Achav Bishuk, he taught his two nephews in the Shuk, Lerav Ulrav Orchana, he taught them in the marketplace. Shama Rebbe, Rebbe heard about this, Vikben, and he was upset. Asur Rebbe Chia, Les Chazuile, Rebbe Chia had come to visit him again because he was a Bal Yusrim, and he came to visit Rebbe. Amrle, so Rebbe told him, Ia, Mikar Lechabachotz, Ia, who's calling you outside? So first of all, he was making fun by calling him this name, Ia, and he specifically exchanged the Ches for an Ayin. Instead of calling him Chia, he called him Ia because we had learned at the end of Megillah that Rav Chia didn't know how to pronounce Ches properly. And further, he asked him, who's calling you outside, insinuating that he taught Talmidim out in the Shuk directly against what Rebbe had said. So Yadah Nakam Milsa Bidaita, Rav Chia realized that he had taken it to heart, so he treated himself with his Nazifas, with this rebuke for 30 days. And on the 30th day, so Rebbe sent him a message, Tahadar, you can come back. But then he sent a message, that he shouldn't come. So now the Gemara asked, what exactly was Rebbe thinking originally when he said that he should come back? And then he sent him a message, don't come back. So Meikarasov, originally he thought, that part of the 30th day is considered like the whole 30th day and he can really come even though the whole 30th day wasn't finished. At the end, he thought to himself, when it comes to Nizifas, we don't say and you have to finish a full 30 days of rebuke. But now the Gemara tells us, at the end of the day, that doesn't mean literally at the end of the day, that means in the middle of the day, also he actually came back even though it was the middle of the day. So Amr Rebbe asked Rebbe 
Amma asked, why did you come? So Amr he responded, the Shalchli Mar Delaysi, you sent me a message that I should come. So he responded, but I also sent you a message, Delaysi, that you shouldn't come. That was the second message. So Amr Lay, Rabchiah told him, Zaraisi, Zelaraisi, I only saw the first message that I should come. I didn't see the second message that I shouldn't come. So Kari Lay, Rebbe said about this, Hashem, Ish, when Hashem wants the ways of a man, Gam of Yashlam even his enemies are going to make peace with him, meaning what Hashem wants to happen is going to happen. So now that Rabchiah was at Rebbe's house, Rebbe asked him, Why did you do this? Why did you go against my wishes and teach in the marketplace? Um, well, he said, because the Pasuk says, the wisdom sings out in the street, so I should teach Chachma in the street. Um, well, he responded, Im Karisa, if you read this Pasuk, Shanisa, you clearly didn't say it a second time. Vim Shanisa, if you learned it a second time, you didn't read it a third time. Vim Shilashta, and if, even if you read it a third time, they didn't explain to you the proper meaning of the Pasuk. What does the Pasuk mean? It's like what Rava explained. Now, even though Rebbe lived way before Rava, we can still understand it based off the way Rava explained it. Da'ama Rava. Rava said, Anyone that learns Torah inside, meaning he's quiet about his Torah learning, then his Torah is going to end up speaking about him out in public. People are going to listen to his Psak. So now we ask, but at the end of the day, it says in the Pasuk, I didn't speak in secrecy at first, meaning when Hashem gave the Torah to Har Sinai, that wasn't in secret. Everyone knew about that. So we answer, that's specifically referring to teaching Torah on the day of the Kala, meaning when people came before Yom Taivim to hear Joshua's, so then they would hear them publicly. However, regularly, Torah should be taught in the base Medjash and not outside in the Shok. But now we ask, what does do with the Pasuk of which is the Pasuk that Rebbe used to say that you're not supposed to teach Torah publicly? So Mukila, he understands it, but Chasadim, talking about we do Tzedakah and Chasid, you should do that quietly and privately. The bottom line is, we just have these two stories in Alma. We see from here, Nazifa did two plus in Yemen, then the Nazifa of Eretz Yisrael is 30 days, not 7 days. So the Gemara answers, Nazifa's Nasi shining when there's a Nazifa coming from the Nasi, so that's different, that has to be 30 days. But a regular Nazifa is 7 days. Now the Gemara addresses Bavlo, Nazifa Didon Kamahava. What about the Nazifa of Bavel, our Nazifa? How long is that? Chad Yama only one day. And we're going to have three stories about this. It's a story with Shmuel and Mar Okva. Now, who were Shmuel and Mar Okva? Kiava Yasu Garci Shmaitza, when they were sitting and learning together, Hava Yasu Mar Okva Kamede Shmuel Berichik Dalad Amas. Mar Okva would sit at a four Amma distance from Shmuel. That's because he was Shmuel's Talmud. Kiava Yasu Bedina, when they sat in Bezdin, Hava Yasu Shmuel Kamede Mar Okva Berichik Dalad Amas. Shmuel would sit at a distance of four Amas from Mar Okva because Mar Okva was the Av Bezdin. However, Hava Chaiki Lei Duchtil Mar Okva, they dug out a place for Mar Okva, but Sifsa, and then they covered it. Yasu Milave, and then Mar Okva sat on it. He hechaglished him in Milay so that he could hear what Shmuel was saying, even though he was the Av Bezdin at the end of the day. Shmuel was his Rebbe, so therefore he always wanted to be prepared to hear what Shmuel said. So we see that clearly Shmuel was superior in Torah learning to Mar Ukva. And call Yamahav and Malavile Mar Ukva Shmuel Adushbize. Every single day Mar Ukva would escort Shmuel to his house. Whether they were coming from the base Magish or from Bezin, he would escort Shmuel to his house. Yamahad one day, Itribidina Mar Ukva was completely preoccupied with the din Torah that he was involved in, Hava Azul Shmuel Basre, and Shmuel ended up walking behind him, he didn't end up walking behind Shmuel. Kimatla Base, once they came to Shmuel's house, Armalay, so Shmuel told Mar Ukva, Loy Nagalacha, is it not clear to you what you did that I had to walk behind you? Literally, Mar Bitigri, let me go in your fight, meaning let me go home. Can I go from you now? And Yad Nakim Mel Sabidate, he realized that he took it personally and Nagnizivusa Banashi Khadyma, so he acted with his Nazifas for one day. And another story about this. Hayat said there was a woman, the Havas Yasavishvila, she was sitting on the path, Havas Pashtakara, she had stuck out her leg into the path, and people had to walk around her leg. The Kamanifa Khushlai and she was winning barley. Baba Khalifa Azul Turmrabban and a young Tamudical scholar was passing by, a young Tamud Khacham was passing by her, Vlay Khnami Kame, and she was not machnir herself. She didn't pull her leg in, so he had to actually walk around her leg. Amar, what did he say to her? Kam Khatsifahi, it's a what a machutz this woman is. Now she was afraid that by him saying that, that means that she's in Shamta. She came to Rav Nachman, Amr Allah, he asked her, Me Shamas Shamta Mipume, did you hear the word Shamta come out of his mouth? Amr Allah, she told him, Lai, he didn't say the word Shamta. So Amr Allah, so Rav Nachman told her, Zili You should treat yourself with this Nazifas for one day. And a third story, Zotra Bar Tovia, Hava Kapasak Sidra Kamed Rav Yehuda. Zotra Bar Tovia, he was saying Psukim in front of Rav Yehuda. Kimatel Haipsukim, when he came to the following Pasak that said, These are the last words of David. Now, Divri David are understood right now to mean these are words of Nevuah. So Amr Lay, so Zotra said, Achrainim, if we're 
saying these are the last words of Nevoah from David, that implies that there was first words of Nevoah from David, what were those first words of Nevoah? We never found that David had first words of Nevoah. So Shasik Vloy Amr Midi, he was quiet and he didn't say anything. Now Zutra understood that he didn't understand his question, so he repeated the question. Hadar Amalei, he told him again, If we say that these are the last words, it must mean that there were first words of Nevoah. What were the first words of Nevoah? So Amalei, Rabbi Huda told him. Now Rabbi Huda thought that he was just poking fun at him, that he didn't know the answer to his question, and that's why he repeated the question. So Rabbi Huda told him, My what do you think by repeating that question? That if a person doesn't know the explanation of the Pasuk, he's not considered a Chashev. So now Yadid Nakin Milsa Bidaita, Zutra realized that he had taken it personally. We see that he was Nayak one day as Nazifos, so we see that in Bavil, Nazifos is one day. Now we're just going to continue with his last thing that we mentioned. However, this has come to us. Since it says these are the last words of David, that implies that there was earlier words of David, earlier words of Nevuah that he had. What were those earlier words of Nevuah? So the answer is going to be that Divrei David doesn't actually mean words of Nevuah that he had, it just means the words of David. The Pasuk tells us, that David said these words of Shira, when Hashem saved him from all of his enemies and from Shaul. So Hashem said to David, David, are you actually singing Shira because Shaul had fallen? If you were Shaul and he was David, so many Davids would have died in front of him, meaning Shaul was much more chashiv than you. So David realized that he made a mistake, so that's why we have another Pasuk from David that he said, to David, that he's saying to Hashem regarding Kush ben Yemini, and Shigayin over here is the Lashon that he recognized he made a mistake. What you see from here, Divrei David does not mean words of Nevuah, it just means the words that David said. But now we're just going to explain this Pasuk. He had said words about Kush ben Yemini. was his name Kush, his name was Shal, his name wasn't Kush. So we explain, just like a Kushi, someone who's black, his skin is different. Ashal, so to Shal, he was different in his deeds, he was a Tzadik Omer, and that's why we're calling him Kush. A similar thing we say, because of the Isha Kushis that he took. This is referring to Maish Rabbeinu's wife, Tzipaira. So the Gemara asks, Kushis Shma, is her name really Kushis? Her name was Tzipaira. So why are we calling her Kushis? Just like a Kushis, a black woman, her skin is different. So to Tzipaira, her deeds were different. She was a big Tzanua. She was very modest. Similarly, we say, The servant of the Kushi king heard. Was his name Kushi? His name was Tzidkia. Just like a Kushi, his skin is different. It's black. So to Tzidkia, his deeds were different. He was a complete Tzadik. Similarly, we say, You are like the Kushim to me, B'nai Yisrael. The Chikushim Shaman is Klai Yisrael, called Kushim, Bala Yisrael Shaman, their name is Klai Yisrael. Just like a Kushi is different in his skin, So to Klai Yisrael, their deeds are different from all the other nations. Now, once we mentioned this previous Pasuk of Divrei David, so we're going to continue talking about those Pasukim. What's written in the Pasuk? The words of David, the son of Yishai, and the words of the Gever, the words of the man that was Hukam Oil. What does that mean? These are the words of David ben Yishai, Shehekim Ula Shal Tshuva, that he uplifted, he showed the benefit of Tshuva. All here is Lashon of Tayeles, the benefit of Tshuva. After David sinned with Bathsheba and did Tshuva, he showed how great and beneficial Tshuva is. Another Pasuk says, Amr Yisrael, the God of Yisrael said, Li Dibar Yisrael, the Rock of Yisrael spoke to me, Maishal Ba'adam, ruler of man, Tzadik Maishal Yerusel Akim, the Tzadik rules through the fear of Hashem. My Ka'amar, what is this Pasuk saying? Amr this is what the Pasuk saying. Amr, David HaMelech said, Oleke Yisrael Li Dibar, Hashem spoke to me, Tzuri Yisrael, he's the Rock of Yisrael, Ani Maishal Ba'adam, I rule over man, says Hashem. However, me shall be, who rules over me, says Hashem, Tzadik, the Tzadik rules over me. Shani Gezer Gzeira, because I'm Gezer Gzeira, I make a harsh decree on Klai Yisrael, Umavatal, however, the Tzadik comes, and he's Mavatal that Gzeira. And another Pasuk over there tells us, Elish Mes Hagiber, Mashal David, these are the names of the great men that David had. Yoshev Basheves, Tach Kamayni, Reish Hashalishi, Huadina Ha'etzni, these are very strange names of Gibayim, of strong men that David had. So the Gemara asks, what exactly is 
being said over here? Are these really the names of David's Gibayrim? So I'm Ravo, he answers, Hachamar, this is what the Pasuk is saying. These are the names of the great acts that David did. The first thing that was mentioned is Yoshev Hashavas, which literally means sat in a low position. What does that mean? At the time that David was learning in Yeshiva, he wouldn't sit on pillows or cushions. He sat on the floor. As long as his Rebbe was alive, so he would sit on cushions and he would teach the Rabbanon, and David Melch would sit on the floor. Once Ira died, so David, he took over, he was Rosh Hashiva, and he taught the Rabbanon. But he still sat on the floor. They told him, you should sit on pillows and cushions. But like Kibale, he didn't accept that upon himself. So that's what we're saying. He was Yoshev Hashemis. He sat in a low position. He was Machni himself. He humbled himself and he sat on the floor. The Pasuk continues by saying that he's Tach Kemani. Hashem had told David Melch, since you lowered yourself, you were Machni yourself, to hey Kemani, you should be like me. Tach Kemani is to hey Kemani, you're going to be like me. Shani Gazer Gzeira, that I can make a bad Gzeira, but you're able to mevatel it. The Pasuk continues by saying, Rosh Hashalishi, what does that mean? Hashem told him, hey Rosh Lashashis Avas, you're going to be the head of the three Avas, meaning when you get up to Eilam Abba, in some way, you're going to lead the three Avas, you're going to be ahead of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. The Pasuk continues by saying, Hu Adinoi Ha'etzni, what exactly does that mean? When he sat and he learned Tayro Ha'ima Adin Asmik Toilaz, he would bend himself like a worm. Ayin Dalad Nun is Lashon of bending, and he would bend himself like a worm, again showing how he was completely Machni himself. However, when he went out to war, he made himself strong like a piece of wood. Now the Pasuk concludes by saying, over 800 corpses in one shot. And he would kill 800 people in one shot. However, he would sigh over the 200 that he didn't kill. The Pasuk says, How could one chase after a thousand? And David Melch understood that to mean that if a person is a complete tzaddik, he's actually able to kill a thousand people in one shot, and he only killed 800, so he was sad about that. But Yatsa Basko, Basko came out of the and said, It's only because of Uriachiti, that's the reason why you weren't able to kill that remaining 200. You really are a complete tzaddik, but because of this whole story of Uriachiti, which was the whole story of Batsheva, we're not going to get into that now. That's the reason why you're only going to kill 800 and not 1,000. We're going to stop here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.